0: Welcome to episode 12, I believe, of Car Selling Secrets, sponsored by Walzer Automotive Group. My co-host, Tom Bernard, and
1: Cassie Schrader. Who's hey, eating. <laughs> hey, 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 God. Hey, hey,
2: Can hey, you hey, hey, be a
0: little more here. professional? <laughs> Go ahead, Andy, show her how it's done. I Andy Bernard,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Melissa
3: Kirk.
0: And our uh, special guest, all the way from Walzer Polar Chevrolet.
4: Uh, Mike Vector.
5: We'll be right back after these important announcements. Walzer Automotive presents car selling secrets. Oh, yeah. do the how do they do that? I don't even know how people flop. How do they do the floss? Is that a move? I have no idea.
1: My kids do it all the time. Can you do it? Kind of.
5: And don't you put like, your hands like this about well, front? I don't know how you do it.
1: Yeah, like how you do it, you it's like you move your hips one way but your arms are going the other way and then you switch. Huh. So okay. it's like this weird... I've tried. It's, it's a coordinated dance. You, you know have it. to be
3: nope. coordinated. <laughs> you have to be like super coordinated, I feel like.
1: Or practice a lot. I don't know. My seven-year-old does it. He just walks around. Just oh, I know. Doing I doing little
5: doing kids, doing. kids are such a pain in the ass you're so also athletic. They suffer from youth, as, as <laughs> they know. say. It's, it's, a,
1: it's a disorder.
5: I was uh, talking
0: to Campbell Walzer, Paul's son, who hiked off down to Wichita about a year and a half ago, and they just uh, appointed him to be the general manager of the Mercedes store down there. Oh, that's cool. He's a he's a good guy. He really deserved it. He didn't get the job because his that's his last name. Uh, in that family, you got to you're either good or you're you don't work in the family business. Right. So. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was telling him, I said, you know, I would love to have you on the podcast next time you're in Minnesota. And he goes, well, tell me about the podcast. And I hadn't heard anything about it. So I sent him the links and stuff. And he called this morning. He goes, I love that theme music. Where did you get that? And I said, well, that's it's me and the missus. So Exactly. I would love to have him up here. He's a, he's a great guy. I think
5: he'd be a really interesting guest. Yeah. No, he is a good guy. And you know, Andy drove him out of town because Andy did a car deal with him and he decided to leave town right that's after That's right. That. Yeah, but, yeah, he made
0: know. so much money off him that he just
5: <laughs> <laughs> I better get to a... There you go. Less liberal state, so
0: I can't get incarcerated. Our guest today is uh, Mike, all the way from White Bear, Minnesota. Mike, tell us how long you've been at the Polar Chef store and a little bit about yourself.
4: Yeah, so uh, I've been up there uh, pretty much my entire professional career. Uh, I've been up there for about 18 years now. Um, Started as an introductory level or entry-level salesperson on the show floor and just Worked my way up through the management team and did some commercial truck sales and uh, got the opportunity to, to, to get the GM job when Andrew and, and Paul uh, purchased the dealership uh, about a year and a half ago and uh, actually got my opportunity as a GM about eight months ago. So, there's where I'm at. I, I have a couple of questions to ask you. So.
0: Uh Poloshev is owned uh, or was owned by a guy named Thane Hawkins, and we <clears throat> bought the Walzers bought a few dealerships of his over the years. That's where we get our Honda store in Burnsville, and one that I ran into the ground, uh, uh, the Dodge store in Bloomington. That's no longer there. They called me the closer every so store. Where I, was that? Right across from La- the street from Larry Reed's. So, was right. uh, oh yeah, okay. Pan and American so Boulevard, Larry Reed. Is still around? That's what I thought. we, I are, had heard. we are partners with him. He had, uh, and I don't want to go into too much detail because some of it's private, but the recession was tough on a lot of dealers. Oh, God, yeah. Larry needed a little help. He and Paul were buddies, and Paul said, you know, let me come in and help you run the, the, the store. And so a lot of, uh, it's not really a Walzer store, but it's close. Yeah. Uh, and Larry's he's, we get in arguments on Facebook all the time because he's a righty, and I just love to torture him. But yeah. he's a great guy. He's got a great sense of humor.
5: And You ever play golf with him? I never have. He carries Four dozen balls with him. <laughs>
4: a little <laughs> erratic, huh? So, yeah, so he's real good then. Yeah. <laughs> so he's real good then. He, he, he's, he's got a, a great radio.
5: We have a great voice for radio. Yeah, he does. He was oh, never an advertiser on the morning show. It was weird. I suppose that's because, uh, but although Chrysler, uh, I did Chrysler for years. I didn't do a dealership.
0: So, anyway, back to uh, Thane. He there was... goes your cable again. My cables. Ah,
5: oh, shit. Can you handle this job or not? It's my fault that the
0: mic cable doesn't he just, work. just put
5: a new cable in there. It's my first day. I no, he didn't. How, you want this
0: one? No, nah, it's working out. <laughs> I was the right. one that shorted, took this thing out a week ago. Anyway, hmm. it's my, I've heard this story, but I don't know that it's true. I know that Thane was a, he was a naval aviator, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, Navy pilot. Really? And did he also <laughs> fly for uh, Northwest Airlines? Uh, he did. Because uh, the story that I've heard, and, but nobody's ever verified it, is that Northwest went on strike... And he and, and another guy were pilots, and they started selling cars for Wally McCarthy just for the hell of it. And he thought, really?
4: "I think I'll be a dealer." Is that now? Is that? Y- right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the you know the the story is best told by Thane, great storyteller. Yeah. Right? I, I unlike Larry Reed, I still see him on a pretty much daily <laughs> basis. But um, yeah, he was a, a navy pilot, and uh, they went on strike. And him and uh, his good buddy. Uh, I can't, his name uh, Gary Maddox. Yeah, Gary that? Maddox. Oh, Gary yeah. Maddox. Yeah. Who, uh, at yep. and Country Dodge. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they got into selling cars, and actually, you know, the relationship with the Walzers and, uh, Thane started with, um, you know, Paul's dad, uh, Jack, giving Thane his first management job. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Really? That's where it started. So yeah. did he steal Thane from Wally? Uh, I'm, I don't know. Does Wally, f-
0: uh,. Jack worked for Wally and I think they had a falling out and then he made it it
4: was a big joke he just steal all his good managers <laughs> sure sure um, yeah that could be um, but that's that's how he got started and then uh, again he's a great storyteller and I, I'm not gonna do his stories justice probably but basically what it comes down to is um, you know he, he borrowed about $25,000 from his father Took a small loan out, bought his first dealership for like, um, you know, total out of cash for about fifty grand, oh, and God. here we are today. Those really? days are are well yeah.
0: behind
5: us now. Yeah. God, fifty grand to open a dealership?
4: Well, I mean, or that was, it was, his, cash. Open? That yeah, was yeah, his cash. That was his cash out right. of
5: pocket, or cash in in the but beginning. But seriously,
0: at fifty grand? Yeah. yeah. I uh, I worked for Maury Wagner for a little while back in the late 80s, and Maury, interesting. A lot of these car guys, their backgrounds are really interesting. Maury was an auto mechanic, worked on foreign cars in a little garage in Long Lake. And in the 60s, the U.S. car business was really three companies. It was Ford, Chrysler, and GM. They had 90% of the market, and Mm -hmm. all the other franchises had 10 so what happened was, especially when the Asian OEMs came into uh, the country, they just give franchises away. So Maury's like working, and he says, "How'd you like to be a Fiat dealer?" And He goes, "Yeah, okay. What do I do?" And he goes, "Well, we need a couple of grand for parts and a sign, and that's it. We'll Find a building you some cars. and Mazda, really? and Subaru, and all this sort of stuff. Really? Now, a lot of them flop, but a lot of them were, you know, you know, Honda came to town in the late <laughs> '60s, early '70s, and started giving away Honda dealerships, and now." Um, when a dealer, and we are getting into car selling secrets, but that's okay. So when a dealer uh, wants to buy a dealership, the manufacturer tightly controls two things. How many of those are in a given market? Like if, if Paul Walzer says, you know, I've got $100 million I want a Ford franchise, Ford will say, we've already got enough, sorry, to right. keep your 100. right. And they also tightly control um, the the dealer candidate that gets it. So if you don't have car experience, if you can't pr- a proven track record, chances are, Warren Buffett was the exception, but not many no. people have Warren Buffett money. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. bought 130 at one crack. Although Ooh. he's smart enough to hire a, you know an automotive management team to run them. But in this day and age, if we wanted to buy a Honda dealership in the Twin Cities, we would pay for two things the physical assets the cost of the land the inventory and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and then blue sky and blue sky in a metro Honda dealership right now is 15 to 20 million dollars really? and it wasn't that long ago that yeah. and a, and a lot of car guys back in the 60s and 70s laughed at the Japanese OEMs and told them to pound sand <laughs> really and it wasn't very long if you think about Honda they were making crappy little cars In the early 70s, -hmm. and then they made the first Honda Civic, I think, in 76 or 77, which really was a groundbreaking car. Put them on the map, it was a quality uh, car, rusted to death like all 80s cars did, but people loved them and they just it was just off to the races. So, it's it's, for those of us in this generation of car retailing, we look at guys like Thane and Gary Maddox
4: buying dealerships for 25 grand and go, Yeah,
0: where was I?
4: Yeah, I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know exactly what the number is, but it's somewhere in that range. And then Thane has had just a a knack for getting in and getting out at the right times. Um, You know, he's bought and sold 10 or 12 dealerships over the years and and done pretty well with them. In fact, one of the best stories, and and you might tell it better than I, because it it comes out every time you have lunch with them. But, uh, you know, Thane and and Paul have done a lot of business together Mm -hmm. over the years. In fact, almost every time Thane uh, got out, well, not every time, but uh, Paul has bought some of those dealerships, and one of the most recent ones, um, well, it was about twelve years ago now, but he bought uh, he bought the Honda store from us. Was well, there Paul bought yeah, the Honda store right from before Payne. the recession? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's not even the kicker. the The, the story is uh, again, I'm not going to give it the justice. The story, but. Uh, How it goes is basically they they had a negotiation over the Honda store, and then Thane said something to the effect of, hey, would would you mind taking the Subaru with it? He did. And now it's one of our most successful stores.
0: That's exactly right. So when we went in there, and and J-Lo was, I think, the first manager at Subaru. It was in Burnsville. Actually, they're building a brand-new store where the old one used to be. And they were selling... I don't know, eight, nine Subarus a month, so yeah. something like that. And we're like, come on, J Lo, we got to get up in the 20s. I was like, oh my God, you, I have to double the business? Yeah, but you got to get up there. And then he did. And then we thought, you know, we're going to build a new Honda store. The recession hit, so that put that on the back burner. Let's move Subaru down to this place. Where Alex bought a car on Cliff Road in 35. Mm-hmm. And we got six service bays, and this place is gonna be enormous. Okay, you know, we should be able to sell 40 or 50 Subarus a month, which was a lot of pressure to put on a young general manager, but JLo did a nice job. Yeah, they do about 200 cars a month now down there, and really? we all sold the, outgrew the facility, and we have to build a brand new, actually, we're building two Subaru stores right now in the Twin Cities but thanks to Thane for giving that yeah, one away. Right, uh, right. <laughs> He got out of the Honda business at the right moment, but he, but he, nobody really, including us, we didn't see the rise of Subaru. And a lot of it, credit goes to a local ad agency, Carmichael Lynch, who's actually national. Mm-hmm. But right about that time, they became the national account manager, and there were started that whole Subaru campaign that you still see today. Love, it's what makes Subaru Subaru. Their commercials are fabulous. They never give the product away. It's all about, you know, it's kind of the culture of Subaru that a lot of people respond to. Alex and Dan are perfect Subaru customers. Yeah. Dog yeah. lovers, kids, sports active, outdoors people. That's mm-hmm. right up the heart, the, the middle. So, I'm glad you verified that story about, because I'm like, so a Northwest Pilot, how drunk were they when they <laughs> called up Wally and said, hey, we want to sell some
5: cars while we're on strike? That's um, amazing. It is. Yeah a great story to tell you the truth it is and i uh all the what it's been 34 years now that i've been i've been plugging cars whether it was with you know dodge chrysler back in the day and then once i started what we figured that was what 13 years ago now yeah i think so god i can't believe that's 13 years already (sighs) putting up with your head
4: oh here (laughs) we go
5: don't ever talk to Doug Smith. No, I just want you to know that no it is an interesting business and you do meet some characters that own dealerships I Oh they will yeah. tell you that oh yeah like oh my God well Larry's a pretty much a character He's a character
0: yeah, you tell is. a
5: great story about Larry Reed
0: which one the one about he's in a hotel room with his wife in Vegas is this appropriate No it was in Phoenix Phoenix no, it's appropriate go ahead it is Well the
5: one I'm thinking of. He thought something bad happened to yeah, him. Yeah, well, okay, because he didn't really. So yeah. I, I mean, it was just a joke. But I'm talking to him. I said, where are you? He goes, I'm at the Phoenician in Phoenix. I said, oh, yeah, what, what are you doing? He goes, I just, we're up in the penthouse. It's a beautiful view, and it's unbelievable. Oh, hold on a second. He puts the phone down, and I hear him walking across the room. And then about two minutes later, I hear him walking back to the phone. He picks up the phone, doesn't say anything other than, I thought she fell off the balcony. She didn't. I was
6: like, oh, God, Larry. That's (laughs) a Larry story. That (laughs) is a Larry story. And
5: he didn't wish her any will. That's not, don't read it. See, you you can't even tell jokes like that anymore because everybody gets offended. See, he wasn't serious. Calm down. The show's called Car Selling Secrets. This is not for the dainty. (laughs) It is not for the dainty. It is pretty amazing, though, man. Some of the stuff that that gets called out is really tasteless. Like, settle down, will you? Yeah, oh, I
0: get, I get. and it's, it's probably just going to get worse eventually. But uh, what are you going to do?
5: Maybe I'll just see if I can buy Ted Kaczynski's cabin and go live there. Yeah, <laughs> Not to put up with anybody. Just sit out there in the woods and eat honey or something. I don't know. Call up Chris Lindahl, see yeah. if he can make an offer on it. Yeah, <laughs> make an offer on a, a honey hut. Yes, I'm sure that'd go over really, really big with gay. Yeah, Catherine probably wouldn't be going with me. On yeah, that I don't on. think you'd see her uh, ever again. It's a possibility. So do you think it, You think it is going to get worse? Oh, sure. I don't know why. Uh,
2: why would it
0: get better?
5: I know. Yeah, yeah get, well, you're right. It'll get worse until something
2: like a civil war happens.
5: You think really? It'll, you, you oh, do think yeah. there's going to be a civil war coming? Pretty sure. Kind of looks like Unfortunately, something major,
2: but, For Sure, before yeah. it changes. I, it's just everything. the only thing that makes people stop is actual problems. They need something to worry about because otherwise they'll worry about dumb crap. Maybe the they
0: Japanese make will bomb to Pearl Harbor again. That's yeah, right there you what go. we need.
5: Right Honestly that would help. But I don't really understand that because they create their own problems and then bitch about having problems. I don't get that.
1: Well it's that illusion. Yeah. Don't you know, don't pay attention what this hand's doing because yeah. you're watching this well, hand. That's the government for sure. is constantly pinning us together. Yeah. And fighting that's true. and <laughs>
5: It's true. We'll be back more with Z Zegre.
0: What do you think of that? You know you've got a great theme song when people start singing
5: it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK.
1: Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other
5: offer. Is this Doug playing the guitar? No, no. It's Don
0: Henley playing the most complicated drum beat that he's ever played. He's a very simple drummer, but that intro is kind of cool. It is.
1: Well, it's nice out. It's gonna—I think it's yeah. supposed to be like eighty-three today, and then tomorrow it's gonna be eighty-eight. Eighty-eight, yeah.
5: So and it's sunshine. finally taking
1: a turn, but then I think Saturday goes back down to sixty-five.
5: Shut up! No, it's at seventy-four now.
1: <laughs> oh, it changed.
5: It okay. changed to seventy. Well, I'll check it's gonna me. be nice weather for the tour. Oh, to shut up! Did you just tell it I did. That's really nice. I of you.
0: If you are listening live You're and want mean. to call in or text with comments, criticisms, the new talk and text line number is area code six twelve two nine five. 1526 that's 612 295 1526 when we were off the air we were talking about entitlement which is kind of a long-running, tight old, long running titled long growing I can't even <laughs> talk now I'm going to have some more coffee and uh, and some of the people were saying well it's so it's going to get to the point where people just come in and demand free cars. And Mike and I were talking about, you know, it is, it is something you have to learn how to do is deal with the public because most people are really reasonable and nice and stuff. Mm-hmm. And But there are some people that are really unreasonable. And I'll tell stories about uh, a, a one particular customer. I don't remember his name. This is 12 years ago. And if you're listening, this is pretty funny. But, um I was running the Nissan dealership in Burnsville, and I was gone, I think it was out of town, for a dealer meeting with Nissan or something like that. And when I got back, there's the, the manager, uh, the, the new car manager, like, there's this guy that bought an Altima from us. He's just crazy. He, I can't shake him. Can you talk to him? I'm like, okay. So I called the guy up, and he bought a brand-new Nissan Altima, six, 7 o'clock at night in July. He lived out west of Shakopee. He's driving at home and runs into a hailstorm, and he blames us for the hailstorm, and he wants the car repaired. <laughs> and when he first told me this, I started laughing, and then I realized, oops, he's serious. He's serious. <laughs> he, he thinks this is actually going to happen. Uh,
5: yeah, so he gets caught in a ha- hailstorm, and it's your fault.
0: Yes. Uh, his, his contention was that we should have weather alert radios on playing 24-7 in all the dealerships.
1: Uh okay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense.
5: Why didn't you check the weather before you drove your new car? Well, away? I was gonna say, did you notice that
0: big black cloud that you were
5: driving <laughs> yeah, into?
0: Exactly. <laughs> Mike, I'm sure you got some more stories like
4: that. Yeah, you know, once somebody's started down a path and they've made a decision that uh that they're going for it, they'll they'll justify it in just about anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I think we're fortunate, actually. I know Brett mentioned it last week, but, you know, in the White Bear Lake community, we've got such a loyal customer base. You uh, really do up there. A community that has supported us for, you know, 50 years. So I was doing a little research, you know. uh, Well, I, I listened to prepare a little bit, right? I listened to the last two podcasts with... Tough acts to follow, right? You got uh, John Peterson, pr- you know, professional baseball player. Yeah, right? that's pretty the cool. It's like, so yeah. That's, yeah. that's how you throw you a slider. Know, twins cool. are doing well. And then and then Brett, last week is, uh, you know, you, you haven't heard the long story. You probably have, but the long story with his son tattooed him. There's a lot of layers of fun with yeah. that one. So I was just kind of thinking about what, you know, what potentially I was going to tell as a story, and I, I couldn't come up with anything, but... Uh, I would revisit the community and the fact that they've supported that, that bear on the top of our roof. For, Phenomenal. From 64, actually, is what is I Is that when that it today. started? Yeah. Went up in 1964. Wow. <clears throat> Had its, what, 50?
0: You know, birthday. White Bear Fourth reminds, birthday. my wife is born and raised in Hastings, and those towns remind me of each other because they're not... Like fabricated
5: suburbs. No, yeah. no, they're, they're not.
0: They were actually villages that kind of stayed, and and the people are really loyal to the local businesses, and it's a different feel. It's they're like real towns. Yeah, it was a cabin. and no offense to people that live in Rosemont. I'm one of them, or Apple right. Valley, like Cassie. But mm-hmm. those are kind of more like fake towns. There's no real city center there's no downtown apple valley but
4: white bear is a you know a village on a lake and the and hastings a river town so. yeah it started as a cabin town you know people would come up from st paul on even i guess horseback yep. right and trolley yeah. and yeah. then eventually the train went into there so as you as you walk through downtown where the dealership used to be in 1963 that's that's the feel you get because
0: towsley started in a gas station in downtown white bear yeah. as well so yeah, that's right. worked for the guy who. Ran that and owned it for a long time. Um, I do have something to talk about car related. I was doing some research. I, I'm, I'm puzzled, and I talked to John Peterson about this a couple weeks ago. It's there's a, there's a pushback against electric cars going on right now, and I never I don't really quite understand it. But Chevrolet has built some wonderful hybrid cars i think they made some marketing mistakes and i think they continue to do so the chevy volt i thought was a great car although they're going to discontinue it i don't think a lot of people understood that it was a (laughs) partial electric uh uh, partial hybrid car and then they so they confused everybody with that and then they replaced it with the chevy bolt which is so close to volt yeah it's just adding confusion right but in doing some research because we've got You've got six or seven bolts up there, I think.
4: Yeah, we've got quite a few.
0: And there's some really good rebates and incentives on them. And on top of that, I'm like, okay, what about the federal tax deal? So I did a little research on this. If you're in the market for an electric car, you need to get off your ass and buy one in the next four or five months because it's going away. This oh. is uh, this is the last year of the uh, uh, federal rebates on electric cars. And in fact, in October they get cut in half, and then between October and the end of the the year, they go down to nothing. Aren't one of the state it, ones going away too? Well, there's never has been a state one in Minnesota.
2: Not, no, uh, not California in Minnesota. had some. still has some uh, additional rebates, but I'm surprised Minnesota doesn't. Well, they don't like to spend money on things that make sense, though. So. Yeah, <laughs> and <there it>
4: is. <laughs> pretty much true.
0: Wow. But but yeah. it is a little confusing, and if you're in the in the market, you should get a, a little professional advice because. They're up to federal rebates. In other words, you have to have a federal tax bill of, of yeah. more than what the rebate is. If yeah. you're not paying any federal taxes, you're right. not going to get... Right. You know, the top one now is 7500 Now, General Motors, because... This is really going to get complicated, but they've sold more than 200,000 hybrids and electric cars. Mm-hmm. So their rebates get cut in half. Nissan might run into that problem with the Leaf. Tesla ran into it already. So for cars like the Bolt, it's only a $3,750 rebate, but that still brings more than most $12,000 discount. federal Still more that's than that's most people's federal discount. Yeah. And the federal the federal taxes. the federal taxes. Still more the federal taxes. Still more than the federal taxes. Still more than is that the range, range was yep. very good, and it really created a lot of anxiety. You don't know this, Mike, but Tom uh, owned one of the first Teslas in the in the state uh, back when they just made Roadsters. Not one
5: of. was
0: the first. Oh, I'm sorry. Can uh-huh. you play the you Tom's Parade music for me, Andy? <laughs> yeah, the four-hour version, it'd be good. Yes, we'll I just am Tom. I am
5: first. <laughs> More um, of me now.
0: But i think the bolt range is it's over 200 miles isn't it you know and i I don't mean to put you on the spot i thought we
4: talked about this doug well
0: and general motors (laughs) is tough mike's like you know i'm a sales process guy i like to talk to people my product knowledge isn't that great and of course general motors is one of the biggest
4: most complicated models that's right yeah wow but um but it, it is extended substantially from where it was and the whole idea of the, the, the tax credit, obviously, was to incentivize people to start to buy them, right, to start mm-hmm. to go down That's that right. road. Who knows where we'll be, um, you know, 10 years from now with the, the electric cars, right? But uh, they put a bill in place, I don't know if you call it a bill, but they put this program in place uh, to basically wean, wean that incentive off. Yeah. And as you said, this is, uh, this is the end of it, more than likely.
0: So, basically, you can get a car that runs on electricity, gets over 200 miles per charge for under $30,000 now.
4: That's amazing. And
0: unlike the Tesla experience, there's... How many Chevy dealers across the U.S.?
4: Yeah, because I, I,
0: the support network is a big deal when you're buying cars like that. Right. For the most part, they don't need much maintenance, but right. if you do have an issue with a car like that, you can't take it to Jiffy Lube and yep. say, "Hey, I, our uh, incubator just blew a delta fifty. Do you have one laying around?" Yeah. And they'll go, "No, go
5: to Chevy." Sure. Right. So sure. I have a question for you guys, and I'm, because I, it seems to me that emissions from uh, a gas powered automobile now are
4: not that big a deal any longer.
2: They're better than they used yeah, to be. They're way better than they used to Yeah,
4: way better than they used to be, but I suppose it depends who you ask, right? I mean really? well I mean there are there are obviously groups of you know people that would think that the the smallest minute piece of exhaust emissions would be too much. Right? Mm, so yeah, but but then in that case What are trees you know, gonna
2: breathe? eighty percent of the electricity generated comes out of burning oil or gas or coal, a, lot so. of, a lot of it's natural
0: gas now. And that's a, that's a very good point when you're talking about, is this electric car really environmentally friendly? It mm-hmm. really depends, on where, depends on where you live and how right. the electricity is produced. If yeah. it's nuclear or, or, or uh, natural gas, yeah, they're way, way more environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. If you're you know if it's russia or india where they still have tons oh, of coal God. plants yeah yeah it's yeah. kind of you yeah, it's know a moot point all to
5: pay peter yeah i just said uh, people keep going off the deep end about emissions and they're not that bad on the new cars uh i mean trees breathe co2 don't they mm-hmm. they breathe carbon right so what are they going to breathe if there's no carbon <laughs> i can <laughs> tell you from personal experience that, that that's still
0: not that great, and here's why I say oh, that still for a long time. Great. I was a full-time used car buyer. I was the used car director for Walzer for six or seven years, and one of our sources of used car inventory are auto auctions. Now, a lot of them we attend online now, but as part of the right. training. And when I did it, we would actually go out to Minneapolis auto auction, or the one out by Dayton, and there's right. one in Shakopee, and I can tell you. The way it works, it's a big long building with about twelve different auction lanes. They drive the cars in there one after another. You bid on them. They sell. They'll sell a car about every forty-five seconds at an auction. Yeah. When you're out there for three hours standing in that lane buying cars, by the time you're going home, you've got a splitting headache. You're about ready to throw up. It's
4: yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. If they'll it run wasn't, seventeen cars through. Car
0: people. The OSHA would shut them down, yeah. but they go.
2: Oh, they're just a bunch of car salesmen. We'd be better off if we killed. They'll them be anyway. dead by. They'll be <laughs> dead soon <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. I actually found from the Bureau of Transportation Statistics a chart of this kind of thing. Do you know what total HC is? Because I don't. Hydrocarbon. Hydrocarbon I I guess. Hydro? I guess that I don't makes know, sense. No, but yeah. But uh, for pretty much every vehicle, it's gone down quite substantially in the right, past twenty years. Right. For especially for like duty vehicles, it's down yeah. like to one-fifth of what it was in 2000 so
5: that's terrific
2: if you you know if you go to like back to the 50s the big car show that
0: comes up in the end of June right. or drive behind any classic car, you realize what it, you remember what it was like back in the 60s and mm-hmm. 70s i mean no i mean they're cool looking cars but they, they
2: are oh my god do they stink spray really some is. lead right into your lungs my yeah. favorite
5: thing is i always know when the classic car show is on because i drive 694 and they're broken down i know it's <laughs> all over it's the hilarious. place it's cool it's hilarious there's about five of them broken down yeah
1: oh, we, we have a couple of um text from listeners if you want to hear them it. It. No, we
4: don't want to hear them Somebody's going to roast me on the mileage on that uh, bolt, you know that, right? <laughs> I like it. Thanks two, thanks I a think lot. It's no, it's it's yeah. like 120. Well, not
1: uh joel from louisville he has a ford c max he works at the ford and plant
4: there, he works he builds forts okay. yeah
1: and he has a hybrid and he gets close to 500 miles per 13 gallons of gas yeah
4: that's amazing really? so
1: that, that's yeah huge
4: Man. yeah so I, I think that uh the bolt is like 120 miles on just a, a you know the electric charge right, right? right. Right, yeah.
1: And then there's Officer Dave who says he doesn't take his Mustang out if there's more than a 30% chance of rain. <laughs> oh,
4: <I'm> big baby.
5: <laughs> I love
1: Officer
2: oh, I Dave. Remember I remember you used to have some sort of, I don't know, sports car kind of thing. And in the winter, that your driveway getting up to the gate, you mm-hmm. literally couldn't. Well, I don't think the Mustang would make it in the snow, would it? No, God, man. Yeah,
4: no. No. This rear wheel drive
2: with <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 400
4: horsepower or whatever it is. Yeah, it's not, you know. Yeah, one of the first cars I owned was a Mustang V8. It goes nowhere, yeah. Yeah. especially especially for a 16-year-old kid. I actually wonder yeah. how
3: my aunt's wife does that, because she's got a Mustang convertible. Um, she bought it for her 50th birthday. She was like, "I'm gonna buy it cash." Crisis? No, she was like, "I'm gonna buy it cash." I've been planning this for I'm you
2: know,
5: buy a fifty cat? years. Oh, cash! cash. Oh, i want to buy it <And>, uh,
2: <laughs> cash
3: and a Austin. So it is it.
5: a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but
3: Absolutely. they keep it. They keep it in the Black Hills, and I don't know oh. how she even as goes long as up it's all not them hills. rainy
2: and snowy. I mean, I suppose, but just needs yeah. to get a grip. That's the problem. The grip isn't fantastic. Yeah, they 'cause she, they're
3: they're you're going up the mountain, like not the mountain, the hill. Yeah. Um, but you're going up the hill really windy
1: to get up yeah, to their the cabin. all the bluffs and everything there.
5: Yeah. One of my favorites, the car that you also all arranged right. for me to pick up. i got to get the four-wheel drive of that Jaguar. All right. Yeah. I really do. Catherine um, was driving it, and I don't think she really realized how much power. Was it XJR?
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, we're talking, it's a 2014. It it's yeah, an XJR, but it's a
5: supercharged one. I think yeah, they supercharged
0: 450 horsepower. It's, 450 it's enough, one,
5: right? Yeah. So we're driving down I-95, okay? We're driving down I-95, and this guy is annoying Catherine, he's like tailgating her or whatever. So she thinks, <coughs> I'm going to get out of the way from this guy. So she's doing 60, and she punches it. The tires started spinning like mad. Smoke's coming up. She's fishtailing. I'm like, honey,
4: you want to back off of the accelerator
5: there, dear? It's 450 horsepower. Don't do that. Did she like that? Oh, she loved it. Absolutely. I would get away from anybody. It was fantastic. We'll take a quick break here. Be right back with the final segment of Car Selling Secrets by Walzer Automotive Group. Is this the Wicked Picket? It's the real one. It's
1: the only one.
0: Oh, God. You know, playing in bands, there's two songs that you're forced to play, and as a result, you absolutely hate. This is one of them, and the other one's Brown-Eyed Girl. Oh, yeah. Why do you so, hate
1: playing this one, though?
0: Because it's a great song, but you don't need to... It's been done. It's Listen loping. to the Wilson Pickett version. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to hear cover bands do Mustang Sally, and it's just... It's, the, it's true. My, music of the lowest common denominator. My favorite and,
1: Wilson pick. His is, um, uh, is it a thousand dances?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's land like my land of a thousand. Land dances. of a
1: thousand dances. Yeah. That's like my absolute favorite.
0: He was kind of a badass. Yeah. Uh, he shot his drummer.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd say yes. It's a little
1: understatement. <laughs> your drummer,
5: drummer lost the beat. He gets on the on the tour bus and shoots him. Yeah, a lot of some of those
0: musicians were tough guys. I think that's probably this guy I'd never want to mess with was Take the drummer that. in Cream, Ginger Baker. Ginger Baker. Oh yeah. He went after Jack Bruce at a gig with a knife, <laughs> had him Ginger on the Baker. ground and clapped and had to break him up. So it makes Ike Turner not done.
1: look so bad,
0: huh? Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, yeah, I. Just, I still would Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's a white
0: beater though. Oh, yeah, is, I know. That's he another is, class exactly. of evil. Yeah. He
1: just he just flashed his hands at people like this. At least
0: the bass player would have uh, the <laughs> opportunity to defend himself.
1: <laughs> oh your mic's
0: acting you up again. I know. You're a need, disaster. We need a new cable.
2: Andy, that is a new cable. That yeah, is a new cable. I wonder if the mic's finally on its way out. It in the wall. Could be the fittings are bad. Yeah. It's all the swearing. Yeah, I've actually had go. to Tell take one of the mics apart it. before and kind of put everything back where it should Mike, be. Mike, he, so. he spits a lot when he talks. Yeah, <laughs> I <noticed>. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't
0: realize that. it was going to be a hazard <laughs> when I
4: came down.
2: Watch out, Lab. <laughs> it is
0: unbelievable. So I want to talk about something that I, I get calls this time of the year from customers and friends, and it all starts the same. And it usually has to do with a kid that's graduating from... College or high school, and the question is, and you probably get this too, Mike. Hey, what have you got uh, for like a Jeep Wrangler that's super reliable for five grand? <laughs> yeah, no problem. You notice Mike's reaction? Yeah. It doesn't exist. Okay, don't do. I, I'm not gonna try to find you that car, especially if you're gonna give it to your kid that's going off to college, because when it breaks down, um, you're gonna call me, and there's nothing I can do. So what I. Is, is the bacon right? done
5: yeah what's going on, yeah, I
2: going think, on there. I think is it
3: it's his mic it's yep. your mic
2: oh i don't know why
0: well, all right we'll just... whoa oh now oh. we lost mine
2: hello check no yours is good
1: hmm, are you
2: still difficult. with us mike but i don't know Am I might oh yeah there there is. You oh. sounds good whatever just happened it fixed it. It's it's this box <laughs> right here as soon well, as i touched it we got we, shut down we need to get rid of those things they're a disaster yeah
5: I don't know what out. they do, but I Deer, think they cause money. I think they cause okay.
2: voltage spikes which mess yeah. up mess yeah. up the so back board. to the store. So, yep. <laughs> what I started doing
0: a few years ago and actually Shelly Wilkes was one of the first person. I said, "You know what? You want to do yourself a favor." Who? Shelly Wilkes.
5: Who? <laughs> oh it's in
0: management, uh. area VP at that. The management. Deal. Cutting in and out here. Uh-huh. Uh, you're um, fine. You're fine. Is look into leasing. Look into leasing just basic automobiles, you can lease. Actually, Walzer's got a lot of sign-and-drive leases in the $200 to $250 a month range. It's a way better use of your money than buying some 120,000-mile car that's going to break down. And here's the big advantage, especially if they're going out of town. They run out of gas, they've got roadside assistance. They lock their keys in the car, they get roadside assistance. They get a flat tire, they get roadside assistance. Because you buy that $5,000 wrangler that looks really cool but it's been beat to death yeah. guess who the roadside assistance player is it's you yeah yeah did you ever get those calls in the middle of the night
5: or were your kids pretty good pilots uh they yeah well they never caused any no. problems. okay well what alex used to do though and it's very very true and she did it like three times she'd be sitting in her car she always got the brand new uh, audi a5 every couple oh wow of years whatever right uh, yeah, I, would, I got, no, I got really nuts about that, keeping that, what's the safest car that yep. you could drive, and that was the safest car, and so the kids got, got brand new cars all the time, but somebody would, uh, you know, carelessly back into her and put a, a ding in the car, and she'd get out and go, oh, don't worry about it, my dad will pay for it. Like, huh? <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, really? You
0: should, you should have put her in the Wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> right. in never the mind, Wrangler. never mind that yeah, last never, piece. Never
5: <laughs> mind the Audi V 5 then. No, it's uh, – there's a lot of people that still have n- – one thing I notice, and people get mad at me about this, but tough titty is all I have to say. Well, you drive down the highway, you see a Prius and go, there's a bad driver. It's why are all the Prius drivers such bad it's, drivers? You
2: know, kind of true. It's true. It's true. They're terrible drivers.
5: And a lot of them are
0: pretty aggressive, too. Have you noticed that? Yes, absolutely. And it's not –
2: all hybrids are electric it's just the prius it's just well, the, the prius, prius is kleenex
0: reason. i mean they've toyota did a great job developing that into an actual brand yeah oh they so did absolutely they did you yeah, know when people buy true. electric or hybrid cars it might be a bolt it might be a volt it could be I mean, there's a lot of different choices but yeah. the prius is like yeah. a, it's it's like its own thing and mm-hmm. they and hats off to toyota because they they recognize that and they expanded the family there's like five different
5: prius models now mm-hmm. One of but, my favorite stories is a friend of mine was on 394 and this Prius is driving along and uh, it's uh, the guy apparently was not paying attention, so he's drifting in and out of his lane quite a bit, probably filling the bowl. so yeah, yeah, probably. so my friend taps just taps the horn didn't honk his horn just yeah. taps horn a couple times just let him know hey you're crossing over. And the guy leans out the window, gives him the finger. And goes f you like this, right? My friends say the greatest part of it was there's the bumper sticker coexist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I saw one and I took a picture of the bumper I sticker. I just wanted way. to meet the guy because he had a coexist sticker, um, up with Catholics, and then Bush yeah. Quail. Like, huh? Really? This car wasn't even built when Bush and Quayle ran. Yeah. It's like 1986. What it's like those they? people
2: with Wellstone stickers on new cars. Yeah, yeah they like, do. So they they're a a clearly like they. How do you even get? sticker like that off your car without destroying they the sticker.
1: Yeah, they, <laughs> Just, have like a they have a box of Wellstone
5: well, stickers. Still people still have lawn uh, signs for Wellstone. Oh, really? Oh, That's yeah. a little excessive. Well, um, uh, where dealer La is that? Uh, Nicolet Island? Oh, yeah, Nicollet Island. There are a couple of houses there that have big old giant Wellstone billboards in their front yard.
1: Hmm.
5: So I don't know if they know this or not, but there's been a change in the, <laughs> <laughs> right. the yeah. lineup. Yeah. <laughs> That That is a tough... Didn't his wife and one of his kids die with yeah, him, Yeah, I think his yeah. wife
0: was with him. That's terrible. Campaign yeah, that manager. Was. They were, it was up north somewhere, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, like, it was up way up back north. Back in the days oh, when every you?
2: light plane ever... Was just constantly a k- crashing. This was exactly. a King Air, though. I mean, that's was, yeah. a pretty that's a substantial supply. plane. Yeah. That's a
0: that's a what three or four million dollar twin engine.
2: Oh, oh. yeah,
0: airplane. I'm saying that because we used to fly that thing down to Wichita every week when when they first bought
5: that. So, is that right? Yeah. Tell them to get a G5, and then I'll go <laughs> down with you.
0: Well, I think they really... <laughs> <laughs> Andrew uh, is a very enthusiastic owner, and his idea yeah. was
5: just, let's get everybody down. We'll go back and forth, back and forth.
0: And after about three months of that, I think they finally got the bill from the airplane oh. guy. All right. Well, let's cut back on that. <laughs> <laughs> a little right bit. The They're doing fine.
1: Here's a fun fact from boots on the ground with officer dave he says prius drivers are generally going over the speed limit he stops many priuses <laughs> more than like just as much as trucks and sports cars and they all have pre-existing damage on them
2: <laughs> thanks well, i'm officer, sure dave. repairing a
0: prius is not cheap uh, well, i'll tell you something about that i want to give out the number because we get to get this in people's heads it's cool that people are texting in 612-295-1526 295-1526 That's keep them coming the mm-hmm. Talk and text
5: line here. One Actually of
3: the funny we've had um, to, I'm sorry, go ahead. My one of my friends has a really funny story about a Prius. So he was driving he they used to live in Hudson and he was he would work in Oakdale. Oh, so yeah. he'd dri- take yeah. that drive. And you know, it's it's a decent fast amount coming from Wisconsin into Minna- or into mm-hmm. Minnesota. Um, and he was probably going about five miles per hour with the speed limit. Well, this Prius followed him and, like, cut him off and then followed him all the way to his work. Really? Like, followed him. Like, and then he got there. They called. He called the police on my friend, saying that he was weaving in and out of traffic and driving way too fast and all this stuff. And so my friend tells the cops, he's like, but yet he's following me and made it all the way to my work. I don't think so. He's like, if I'm going way too fast then yeah, that then means that, he yeah. was going way too That's fast. True. Yeah. Right. That's so true. the cop is just like he's just like, This is ridiculous. <laughs> he said he just turns to him and he says, Sir, I'm sorry, but he has a good point. I'm not gonna do anything about this. Yeah, I mean, why? But yeah, like this Prius just this Prius driver just was like mm-hmm. I'm going to harass this guy because he's going a little bit faster than the speed limit and make a big deal about it over nothing.
5: <laughs> I just did receive from, from Joe in Louisville, it's, it's actually not the Prius, it's the Pius. I didn't realize The Pius. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand there. I've never even ridden in one, but I understand they're great cars, aren't they? The newer ones are nice. The yeah, first couple yeah. generations well, yeah, were, they
0: were I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. They were like sensible shoes. Yeah. they worked really yeah. well. They're very right. functional cars, but yeah. they were not pleasant to ride in. It was kind of like mm. the interiors were designed by the Russians, and oh. it's just. Not the, but the latest generation is pretty cool. They talk about dealing with pissed off customers. This, I think, it was the second generation Prius. Now these cars are all designed by engineers, but they don't mm. always think about what you need to do to fix them.
2: Take the entire car apart so you can replace <laughs> one bolt. Yeah, yeah. The, the, battery. Uh, yeah the battery. The uh, battery,
0: okay. headlight uh, goes out on a 08 Prius, $850. They what? have to take the bumper and the fender off the car to replace the headlight. To replace the headlight. Ever... How would you like to be in the service drive when you have to explain that bill to a customer? Yeah. Right. Wow. Just tape
2: a flashlight now, to the Toyota being huh? a
0: great company, and, and
3: uh,
0: <laughs> all the manufacturers have finally figured out to do this, right. is to really work with customers in cases like that. They started refunding people's money when they realized it's like, you know, this is kind of an unreasonable thing. So, uh, the co- that's, I would say that's one great thing about the Internet. We blast it all the time. But the court of a public opinion does get a stronger voice because of the Internet, and businesses generally respond by doing the right thing, where in the old yeah. days, that yeah. wasn't always the case. No, it was not always the case. You know, what you could it? tell somebody to suck it, and that would be it. Well, I, I tell can't people do that, that all the anymore. time. Well, but you're the exception that proves the rule. You get paid all that big DJ money to Oh, yeah, to yeah huge it. DJ <laughs> money, I forgot.
5: You were telling me about a car. I think it was he was telling me. you were telling me about it. To have the oil change, they have to disassemble the car to the point where an oil change costs twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, some of that.
0: What is uh, that? Who's <laughs> that? Wasn't me, but that's uh, the oh, okay.
5: Bugatti. What's the fancy one? Uh, right, it ones?
0: was the, the Bugatti. Veyron, Veyron or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. The car goes two hundred and fifty miles an hour. Yeah, it's twenty
2: five
5: grand for oh. an oil change.
2: Is it like special? <laughs> I'm guessing it's like special oil. It's just everything special about mm. those cars. Yeah, it's true. Zero W zero oil.
0: Which is why you should buy a Corvette instead of one of those because Corvettes, even though they're faster than hell and mm -hmm. really wonderful automobiles, they're still pretty reasonable to operate. Mm -hmm. The service bills are – other than the tires – (laughs)
4: Yeah, yeah, their performance is um, is second to very few cars, and the price tag is substantially less in most cases. Mm -hmm.
5: I have a friend that has a Corvette. You know, Osgard. Oh yeah, Osgard's got a Corvette. Just absolutely, he adores that car. Yeah, these these the the
0: last couple years of them, these cars are so spectacular. And you're right. I mean, it's it's still sixty some thousand dollars, um, but when you compare what. You have to pay in a lot of uh, imports to get that kind of performance. It's less than half. I mean, th- they'll hang with a GTR right now, and a GTR is a hundred and forty thousand dollar car. Um, and like I say, other than the tires, if you get on these cars, you're gonna. You get, yeah. We <laughs> need new back tires. That's about fifteen hundred bucks. Um, they're still reasonable to service. So it's now. I hate to ask you product questions because you told me not to. <laughs> is, oh. has the Has the mid-engine Corvette in mm-hmm.
4: the future been?
0: It's Is been revealed to that. Yeah, it's okay. been
4: revealed. And, um, you know, we're signed up as a Corvette dealership and they'll start to parade it around the country soon. Uh, then they'll send all of us out to to Spring Lake uh, or Spring Mountain to do some testing on it. And we should be able to start selling it. Uh, don't quote me here, right, but sometime about this time next year.
0: So for those of you that aren't car fiends, uh, Corvettes have always been front-engine cars, which yeah. is fairly typical, yeah. uh, but the ultra-high-performance cars are always mid-engined, which means the engine is pretty much right behind the back of the front seats, well, a two-seat car. Uh, and the reason they do that is it keeps the weight in yeah. the center of the car, improves the handling ability. Yeah. Uh, front-engine cars don't handle as well. And Porsche is actually the 911, which is a rear-engine car. It means the motor's out over the back axle. Those are not great handling cars either, because yeah. no, they tend to—they they tend can to spin fish out. tail. Yeah, now they have all—all all these cars have this modern electronic stuff that'll keep them in line. But for a long time, There's the Corvette Corvette purists were like, "Don't make a mid-engine car," but General Motors is like if you really want to stay on the cutting edge of performance, we've got to move the
4: motor back. Yeah, there's so many sophisticated systems now to really keep you in control of the car. I mean, you were telling the story earlier about Catherine getting out of control mm-hmm. with the with the Jag, right? Right. That's almost not possible in a Corvette unless you unless oh, really? you purposely turn off the systems. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which I've actually, a lot of people do, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah they do. Um, but that's the main difference between this technology and some of the, the cars we were driving quite a while ago right there's yep. a joke there i'm sure but uh they put the power to the ground substantially better than they ever did back in the you know muscle yeah, car days yeah. oh absolutely
0: it's about yeah. it so <clears throat> we gotta wrap it up come God, back next week fast. for uh, mike will try to sell tom an all-wheel drive corvette right <laughs> just just don't tell him they don't actually make it he'll never know yeah, okay will make it all so. the four-wheel drive corvette that's it for car selling secrets thanks everybody and we will be back next week <laughs>